Rapid expansion? We're ready. Worker shortage? We're good. Anything can change the world of work. A celebrity buys the company. Depends on who it is. But relax, we've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. Today on the WSJ Speakeasy podcast, we talk to Alexandra Ship, who plays Storm in X-Men Apocalypse, which opens this weekend. Alexandra talks about what it takes to make a superhero spectacular and what her favorite superpower would be. This is WSJ Speakeasy, your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Welcome to the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. I'm Michael Calia. Today, I'm joined by Alexandra Ship, star of the new X-Men Apocalypse, which comes out this weekend in the United States and beyond. Alexandra, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> now, Alexandra, you are not just playing any old role. You're playing Storm, who yeah. is one of the most iconic X-Men characters has been absent for a couple movies. Um, so, so how familiar were you with Storm before you made the movie? Um, X Men is definitely, you know, my uh, my cartoon of choice. It was my cartoon growing up, watching it on TV. Um, it, I read the comics. I was a big fan of that. Um, I loved the movies. I've always been a huge fan of this franchise. So for me, I was very well versed on Storm. But uh, once I got the role, I really like delved into who she is, you know. Did 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 they send? Did Marvel send you a bunch of <clears throat> comics, or did you go out? And oh my god, this? that would have been so helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I was at like I went out to as many uh, comic book shops as I could go to, and I bought as many comic books as I could afford. Mm-hmm. I was looking for the first appearance of Storm in the comics, mm-hmm. but I I quickly found out that that's a very expensive, expensive. comic. So I'm just gonna wait until I make a like a crazy amount of money and then buy one for myself and just frame it. <laughs> so um, how is this storm different from versions we've seen it, both in that famous early 90s cartoon, the Halle Berry version mm-hmm. that we've grown accustomed to? Mm-hmm. How, how is this storm different? This storm is um, this storm is an animal in my opinion. Wow. Um, and I'm, why I say animal is because uh, <laughs> I think that she she's just feral, man. You know, yeah. she is just all over the place. And Where do we first meet her <clears throat> in, in Apocalypse? When you find Storm in Apocalypse, she is living on the streets in Cairo. She's basically stealing for all of her essentials, food, you know, yeah. clothing, shelter, all of that. Everything she's got, she's taken. And no one's ever given to her. Mm-hmm. And um, And you really get to see a little bit of where she comes from in the sense and and I have so much respect for Halle Berry's storm that I wanted to show people how storm got there mm-hmm. how storm was poised and collected and so with this storm I wanted her to be you know a little less uh, or a little bit more animalistic mm-hmm. and um and making decisions purely based off of emotion fly by the seat of your pants mm-hmm. typical 18 year old 18 yes. <laughs> I, I, I knew she was young I mean, she's um, this your storm is is very young compared yeah. to other versions that we've seen um, so <clears throat> her powers for the uninitiated out there storm can manipulate the weather yeah she's so, the weather goddess so how does she use her powers to kind of take what she wants well she well when you first meet storm her powers are still a little iffy mm-hmm. and then 
and with that, she's, you know, summoning a gust of wind or, um, in my opinion, in, like, you know, because I, of course, had, like, a whole understory, like, back movie of, like, all of the storm things that I wanted to see mm-hmm. um, in my mind. And, like, one thing that I really wanted to see was, like, how how Storm, when she's trying, can't, and when she isn't, is is just, like, a tempest. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, um and I loved the idea, the, like the visual in my head of her really, really trying and she gets like a gust of wind mm-hmm. or um, her losing someone and a tsunami hits. Oh, Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's the type of storm that I pictured for this movie. Right. Um, and and I feel like you get a chance to kind of see how she goes from zero to 60 with Apocalypse. The raw material is there. Yeah. So this storm is also different in the sense that she's on the the villain side. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and does Storm see herself as a villain? What, what, do, what does she see herself as? Um, I think that when anyone's 18, they're a bit of a jerk (laughs) you know what I mean and so I don't I don't think that she thinks that she's a bad guy um I just think she's a jerk I just think she's young and she's stupid and um and the reality of the situation is 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 she only knows bad mutants Right. And she doesn't know about Professor X. The only good mutant she knows about is Mystique. And in that regard, you know, Mystique came and went. She was like a she yeah. was like a flash in the she, in the media. She's like an anti-hero type. Right. She's a rebel but still Exactly. Genuine, right? Exactly. And she stands for something. Mm-hmm. And Storm, you know, that resonates with her and she looks up to Mystique because of it. But other than Mystique, she has no I she has no visual of of what like a good mutant looks like. She right. doesn't know what the X Men are, and um, and so she's uh, she's 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 just Apocalypse comes around and he he says to her, "You're phenomenal." He can he can sense and recognize mm-hmm. that she is she's got something huge going on. She's she's uh, going to be a huge level top level mutant, right. um, and uh, he's like, "You're." A weather goddess. You're a goddess. You are right. beautiful. You should be, you should be worshipped. You shouldn't be living in an abandoned building <laughs> that doesn't have running water. Right. You know, like right. he's like, what are you doing? Why is this the world that I live in? If this were my world, you would be a queen. You would yeah. be, the, you would be treated as that that goddess. And for Storm, she's taken care of herself for so long that for someone to come along and say, hey, let me take care of you, um, she jumps at the chance. I think anyone would in that situation you know so i don't know if storm is a bad guy i think she doesn't know what a good guy looks like just yet and that that kind of gets into some of the themes that are always there in x-men movies and the comics um so you know there's always a theme of you know you know an oppressed people and you know there over the years it's taken on racial subtext yeah. it's taken on it's taken on gay subtext mm-hmm. what kind of things about x-men what kind of thematic things really jump out to you like appeal to you i guess um in this x-men or just in X-Men? well we could start with apocalypse and just yeah well this apocalypse got real biblical 
right. you know, when Apocalypse gets real biblical. <laughs> he really sees himself right. as 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 a god. Uh, played by Oscar Isaac. Played by, by Oscar Isaac yeah. brilliantly, <laughs> by the way. And Brian did such a great job of capturing the chills that I got mm-hmm. working with him opposite. Right. In watching the movie, I was just like, oh, yes, okay, Yes, they they got that because, you know, he's talking to me and we're doing a scene and I'm just like, luckily the camera's not on me because I'm just freaking out, you know. Right. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is acting through two inches of rubber on his face and he's <laughs> killing it. And now they're turning around and I have food in my teeth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's just that's just what happens, Alex. Um, yeah. But in, in this, in X-Men Apocalypse, it gets very... Um, it gets very biblical. Mm-hmm. And um, and so for me, the underlining tones that I saw to get to that, to, to get to the place to which it made sense that she would be going with Apocalypse and she would be a part of all, this entire journey, even though he doesn't tell her his plan. She kind of blindly follows, which happens a lot. Um, I was, in my mind, I was like, what type of of love and respect is that? And and I immediately thought about um, Mary Magdalene, and I immediately thought hmm. about um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Mary Magdalene, who didn't know how to love Jesus. Oh, that's a! I love that song. I love. It. I, I know it was my favorite song. I sang it in in a in a school play or a talent show, a talent <laughs> show. Um, but uh, one of my favorite movies. But also, I I understood Storm in that moment hmm. um, when I when I pictured her as Mary Magdalene because it was kind of like um, she doesn't know how to love apocalypse because he's kind of bad and he's mm-hmm. kind of good to her and yeah he he, he presents some interesting possibilities <clears throat> like he gets rid of weapons i mean yeah i mean too much but he his vision of, of uh, he goes utopia, a smidge overboard <laughs> yeah has some merit to it yeah right? yeah uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's beautiful and dangerous all in the same it's, and it's, it's scary it's kind of like the the appeal of like a demagogue you'll yeah see in politics right? exactly right? Like exactly place to that kind of the basest yeah yeah and i love the uh i love the x-men um trailer that someone superimposed trump's face on apocalypse's <laughs> body I, I hadn't seen that one. Oh my god it's hilarious it's and huge. It's, it's huge it's huge <laughs> he's like everything they built it's gonna fall and I'm going to be there to pick up the pieces. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my God, this is great. And and Apocalypse does deliver a lot of that um, that that carnage and, and, and lots of visual effects. And yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. We just got to take a quick break. Okay. okay. All right. And we'll be right back with Alexandra Ship on the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. I'm Veronica Dagger. Do you want to know how the rich invest, spend, and protect their money? Then listen to the Watching Your Wealth podcast. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, WSJ Speakeasy. Your source for entertainment, pop culture, celebrity, and the arts. Celebrity and the arts. (laughs) Welcome back to the Speakeasy podcast. I'm Michael Calia. I'm here with Alexandra Shipp. Storm in the new X-Men movie opening yes. this weekend. All right, so we were talking about the the apocalyptic imagery yes. in Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, it would be pretty disappointing if there weren't anything like that. Right. Now, you're in the thick of all this, the eye of the storm, if you will. Yes. Sorry. Ooh, pun intended. Oh, intended. <laughs> um, so you're in the thick of all this, shooting these big scenes, but 
obviously it's not happening for real. What's it like acting amid this this fray of technical filmmaking? It's um it's a little nerve wracking and it's easy to get lost and or overwhelmed, you know. I'm fifty feet in the air, surrounded by a hundred foot green screen and <laughs> I'm supposed to be, you know, shooting lightning bolts at Cyclops and I'm zipping around and I'm trying to find Cyclops, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, where is where's Ty? Where is he standing? Can we take that from the top? Also, my legs are numb. Can I have five? <laughs> you know, it, you, it's easy to get a little fuck-lapped. Um, but you definitely find your way through it. it it's so fun being an actor because I get to play make-believe. Mm-hmm. And the the things that I had, the like visualizations that I had in my mind um, while I'm standing there with a bunch of green screen everywhere, uh, Brian was really able to bring into uh, fruition. And the special effects, our visual effects team is so phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And we just have such an amazing um, cast and crew. And everyone just not only loves these movies, but also is a, we're all just a bunch of nerds who really love X-Men. Right. And um, and they do a great job at hiring people who really do love X Men, mm-hmm. um, and who are real fans of the franchise. And so you can just tell that that a lot of uh, pride and joy goes into making these movies on all parts, on all fronts, down to lighting, you know, down right, to right, right. down to just the sets are just so meticulous. And uh, we had a my scene in Cairo, and it was just like, what? It was just so well done (laughs) like I just I walked on the set and I was like oh wow down to like the sacks of grain is is in Arabic and uh, the guy in the movie who's who I steal from who chases me um, he's like I grew up in Cairo in the early 80s and this looks exactly like the market by my house that I grew up in and you're just like He's like down to. He's like everything is so meticulous, and it looks exactly like Cairo in the eighties. <laughs> and I, and for me, that just gave me the feels, you know, because I was like, yes, yes, because we this we have yes, yeah, so real, and yet I'm in Canada. I know it's so bizarre. And they had like they had camels, and there was this camel, and I'm pretty sure her name was Chloe. Oh my god, and she was so cute. She was giving me kisses. Oh, she yeah. And I was like Canadian camel. Canadian Cairo Camel? It's pretty great. Named Chloe. Named Chloe, the Canadian yeah, Camel the Chloe. The alliteration is almost too much. It's almost too much. Um, we had um, Evan Peters in here this week, and, oh, nice. and I had to ask him about the costumes. Like, yes. And so I have to ask you, those, those uniforms you got to wear, mm-hmm. was it... Do they look as uncomfortable as they do? Are they, um, are they, are they as uncomfortable as they look, I should say? They... They're... Yes. <laughs> I was trying to find like an eloquent eloquent way of saying it. No. Um they're they're tight, man. Yeah. They're real tight. And and when I think about it I'm like, oh wow, I was in two corsets. But it looked so good right. that like I totally get it. But in all actuality and practicality there is just no moving in that at all. At all, or breathing, or fighting crime. And I was thinking, man, these boots are so hot, and they make me look so good, and I look so storm. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is really hard to fight crime in heels. Right. Jeez. Yeah, that's, you, you know, know, it's so often Even wedges. with superhero movies. Like, Even wedges. 
you know, women are always stuck in like bikinis or right, <laughs> right. Like, right. You know, like, why, well, Sophie you know, was that's... so lucky because she was in combat boots right, the whole time, right, right. and I'm just like, man, I need to, I need to up my game. <laughs> so um, you have other things going on besides yeah. X Men Apocalypse. Uh, tell us about Dude. Oh, what is Dude yes. about? It's a compelling title. It is a compelling title. It's about um, it's about some real some real girls. That's what it's about. It's a movie about four girls. It's written and directed by Olivia Milch, mm-hmm. who's a phenomenal writer and director. Mm-hmm. And um, she's young and she's fresh and she has just this voice um, that that just sings to like my inner girl like it just sings to that like feminine woman chord just strikes it man and um the movie is about four girls who are about to graduate high school who um are trying to decide what kind of women they want to be when they grow up and how to be that and i think our our families instill morals in us but we choose which ones we want to actually keep and um that's really daunting and it's set in present time and nowadays kids have so much access and morality is such a fuzzy thing. Um, And so it's kind of socially commentative, but at the same time it's hilarious. (laughs) So it's very well written and, um, and it's very smart and it just, for me, in in working on it and watching it, it, it reminds me of like a female super bad, which ah. I think the girls out there need. Yeah, it's like yeah. because girls are dudes and we're sick and tired of movies being made where we're all like having pillow fights and braiding hair. Like, no, <laughs> they're taking bong rips. They're sleeping with men, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're awesome. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they're and they're trying to figure out what kind of women they want to be. And um, and and who's your character? Who is she? Like, what does she do? Like, what's her what's her angle? My character is a free spirit, which okay. is so much fun to play because coming from um, working on X Men mm-hmm. and playing such like a serious character, serious yeah. like badass character, I wanted to play. You know, right. uh, I got a chance to play like this yoga doing, hilarious Zen girl. <laughs> Who likes to date sophomores and, like, you know, uh, just has fun every time wherever she goes and is completely boy crazy, which I love and can totally um, sympathize with because my entire high school... Well, I've I've always been boy crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, like, sitting here thinking about high school and I'm like... Yeah, you fell in love in like second grade, girl. That's right. bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. I uh, when I was in second grade, I fancied myself a Lothario, but I yes, yes. <laughs> so I can relate that way. Yeah. Um, so and and you have, so when can we expect Dude to hit theaters or, um, or outlets? I'm not too sure. I think they're finishing editing now, mm-hmm. and um, they're about to release a release date. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty soon. And and you worked on the short film called The Deal. It seemed yes. um, pretty pretty intriguing. The premise um, yes. uh, about how people, uh, young people, have certain things that you would never expect them to have. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a stoner who's successful. Yeah, yeah. So 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 what was what's the deal with what's the deal with the deal? Let's deal with and the deal. how can people see it? Um, the deal is it's it's coming out this. This year, I'm fairly certain. Um, it's uh, written and directed by Daniel Kaminsky, mm-hmm. and he's fantastic. And uh, 
he works a lot. And so we did this movie, I think, like two or three years ago. Wow. And we're finally getting a chance to put it out. It's been a long time coming, but it's it's pretty great. I'm not too sure when it comes out. Mm-hmm. I think he's still, you know, um, yeah. getting it into submitting it for stuff and putting it into festivals. But it is about um, it is about making a deal with the devil mm-hmm. and what people will do to uh to have what they want and so it's like you want to be the you want to be this the star qb on the football team all right well fine you can have that but you owe me you do whatever i say but what you don't realize is the ricochet and the cause and effect you know positive and negative reaction right so i want to be the star of the football team well the actual star of the football team gets hit by a car You know what I mean? So it's like it's just like a chain of events that and and it kind of shows where where we come into the movie is you see the aftermath of all of that and kind of like the ricochet of all of the past decisions um, and choices that people have made. And my character is coming to a head where she's been dealing with the aftermath the entire time indirectly and um, she's sick of it. And she wants to make a deal. It sounds like, um, you know, it sounds not unlike the relationship the horsemen have with Apocalypse. Exactly. We made Uh, that deal. So finally, one more question I want to ask you. Besides Storm's powers, if you could have any mutant power, what would it be? Like, can I make it up? You can make it up. Use your imagination. Okay. So I love cheese. Okay. And... I love, like, a good cheese platter. Okay. So, um, if I had any superpower, I feel like... And it changes every day, honestly, because I think about this a lot. But um, (laughs) today, I'm in, like, a really cheesy mood. I, like, want everything covered in cheese. My breakfast was covered in cheese. What's your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese, okay, is... um, is, um, Blue cheese. Mm. But you heat it up in the oven... And right. then you spread it over a big thick slice of baguette. Oh yeah. Oh my. Is that what you God. had? Is that what you had for breakfast today? Oh, I wish. Oh man, I <laughs> would. It. I would die. That oh, seems so easy. Great. Yeah, but I guess my superpower would be to create a cheese platter whenever I wanted, or to be able. Well, actually, you know what? Let me twist that because cheese is just so specific. I would be able to create any food, whenever I could just make food. That would be cool. Oh. I'd just be like, hey, you want a piece of pizza? Zzz. Piazza. When you do get that power, let me know. I will. <laughs> well, you, I'm, you're going to have to roll me in here. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's it. Thank you, Alexandra Ship. Thank you. For coming on the WSJ Speakeasy podcast. Um, you can check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. You could follow us at WSJ Podcasts on Twitter. Or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. Once again, Michael Callia here with the WSJ Speakeasy Podcast. Thank you. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab that unpacks the stories making news in Washington and how they may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise.